The Immortalists is a book I've been dying to get to. That's a little bit of a pun, which you may understand once I give you the synopsis. Now that I've finally been able to read it, I have a lot of things to say, so let's talk about it! Here is my spoiler-free review of The Immortalists by Chloe Benjamin. Welcome to Me and My Books. I've just finished The Immortalists by Chloe Benjamin, and as expected, I have a lot of thoughts and feelings. Before we dive into this thing, I do want to remind you that a link for the book can be found in the description slash show notes of this podcast episode. There you will also find the linky link to my video explaining how I review books. I have my own personal point system. Feel free to check it out and modify it for your own reading purposes or to just better understand Kim, your host, if you feel like you don't hear or see enough of me. If you're listening on Anchor, you can find the show notes by clicking the link in the title. If you are listening on YouTube, all of the show notes will be in the description below. Otherwise, you can find all of the show notes and links and social media contact info and whatever else you may need or want from me at my website, mediastrange.com slash Kim here with books. That is mediastrange.com slash Kim here with books. All right, book people, let's get into this review. The Immortalist by Chloe Benjamin just came out, I believe, January 9th of this year, so it has not been out very long. I was incredibly intrigued by the premise of it and the idea behind it, and it uh, it just sounded good, so here we are. The Immortalists is the story of the four gold siblings. Uh, when young, they visit a traveling psychic who's known to tell you the day you will die. She tells each of them the date of their death, and then we follow along with each sibling and learn about how the predictions, whether believed or not, affects how they go about their lives. Two of them flee New York to California, one's looking for love and finds the world of dance and the other becomes a magician. One of the siblings turns to science and research and while another becomes a doctor. Each have their own reasons for doing what they do, but how their choices affect the others weaves the story of destiny and beliefs and family bonds. Let me start this review by saying I liked the book fine. I enjoyed the idea of do you believe the woman, do you not believe the woman, and I liked that the idea and overall theme of the book urges you to kind of ask yourself how you would live your life if you knew the day it was going to end, and maybe I'm the only one who felt compelled to reflect on the lack of permanence in life and the doom of human mortality, but I like books that make me slightly uncomfortable because I have to, you know, think and ponder. All that being said, I did find some issues with the characters in this book, mainly with the way they moved the story in that the disconnection between them didn't work for me emotionally. And we'll get to that in a moment. Uh, let's talk about the writing and style. The style and the writing of this book was good. I found it honest and a little raw sometimes, which I liked. It did lack a little in clarity. For example, I would have liked to hear each of their death dates um, more often just to build that anticipation and to keep me from wondering about it and getting distracted from what was going on because I was wondering about 
their day of death and trying to remember when each one was. Um, it just wasn't mentioned enough for me, you know, just for clarity purposes. Um, it wasn't bad or lazy writing at all. I think it was a stylistic choice that left uh, me personally a little distracted. Um, I did, however, enjoy the honesty from the author. Chloe Benjamin has a nice way of defining things um, in a not flowery or too, like, literary of a way, just in a a, a clear, real way that I really liked. Um, she has wonderful ideas and themes and is a solid storyteller. I'm definitely considering reading The Anatomy of Dreams, which is also by Chloe Benjamin. I liked her way of telling the story, um, the way it was like chunked into parts and the way she spread out the timeline. The book also uh, kept my attention really well. Um, I definitely felt that drive to keep reading and to find out what was going to happen. You know, like, it, like it, it stayed in gear. It drove well, I guess, in terms of my attention and, and the urge to, to keep reading, uh, which is good. The characters were my only real issue with the book. They could have been stronger in their quote-unquote reasons. I think I don't want to reveal any spoilers, so I won't give too many details, but I feel like one of them especially uh, really ended up sort of out of character, and there wasn't enough of a journey to that for it to make sense to me, if that makes sense to you. Like, I feel like we didn't, it wasn't, it didn't develop into this character's thinking. It just sort of happened for me. Like, I didn't feel like we were shown enough. I just felt like this character sort of escalated internally in a way that left me feeling out of the loop, I guess. I felt like I needed to be shown a little more of the volcano building pressure before blowing. For if you need a metaphor, I guess. I don't know. There wasn't quite enough emotion from some of the characters and, and enough of a reason why. For example, I wanted to know why the oldest character cared so much about her younger siblings, even though she distanced herself from them purposefully, um, other than, quote unquote, their family. Um, that, that just wasn't enough for me to make me understand why she cared. I either needed more guilt that she distanced herself on purpose, or I needed more of an emotional connection to make the separation matter. There wasn't enough of an emotional reason for the separation and the distance to matter. And the guilt she did have, like, I didn't, I didn't quite understand it. I really feel like there was just too much of a disconnect between the two older siblings and the two younger ones. I needed to know why they cared for the others, and I never really got enough of a reason. There just wasn't enough of a why for me. Could totally just be me, um, but the, the whole their family thing isn't enough to make me understand why you care about them. And maybe that's because I feel like you shouldn't love your family out of obligation. You should love your family members because you love your family members and for reasons, not just because they're there. Like, that's not a reason to love someone. So, okay, like I said, totally could be me. Um, But that was an issue that just kind of kept gnawing at my brain as I was reading through this story. I did like the way the mom was present throughout each of the siblings' story. Um, their mother was a little bit of a connector between them all, which I was desperate for. Um, and I really liked how we got to see each sibling's perspective of her, kind of what their mom meant or represented for each one of them, and it was different for each one. Um, that was really interesting to see, and I really liked that, how how the mom meant one thing to one sibling and another thing to the other, and it, it was really cool. That was, that was a cool thing to explore. 
The story overall was pretty good. The plot kept me wanting to know what was going to happen next, although I did like um, some siblings' storylines better than others. The story is split into four parts, almost like four kind of novellas, but not really. They wouldn't stand alone well, but but sort of in these like four chunks. Um, and I did like some chunks better than other chunks. There just were some of the siblings I kind of understood and I thought were more emotionally developed and and explained a little better than others. So so I kind of just understood them a little better and was therefore more emotionally invested in their stories. I also really loved the representation and sort of implied discussion about both um, LGBTQ issues and um, mental health and a little bit of race and diversity. To that, I will give my usual disclaimer that I do not hail from the LGBTQ community. I know many who do and love to see the normalizing of it in literature and quote unquote entertainment. However, I am hesitant to say there's awesome LGBTQ representation in this book because I don't have the perspective and life experiences to qualify me to say that. Um, from my point of view, it was good to see it and have it be such an important plot point. However, I'd love to know from those actually in the LGBTQ community if it's accurate or relevant or problematic, etc. Um, call in, comment, or social media me your opinions on that because I'd love, love, love to hear them and to hear what you have to say. Uh, like I said earlier, all my links for social media can be found in the show notes or the description depending on where you're listening. You can also find them all at mediastrange.com slash kimherewithbooks. As a side note, I can speak from a mental health perspective, long and involved story, but I do have experience there um, in my own life and suffer from my own things. Um, so I feel like I'm credible enough, I guess, for lack of a better word, to, to give a, a legit opinion. Um, but I thought that element of the story was realistic, relatable, and just done very well. Um, it was an important part to the story, but it wasn't the end all be all. But it also wasn't there just to be there. And it also wasn't what the actual story was about. It was like it was like a piece of the pie. It wasn't the whole pie. And it wasn't just unflavored whipped cream on top to have it in there. If that makes sense. Here's a pie analogy for mental health. Because why not? Also, now I just really want pie. Dang it. Wow. We've digressed a little. I liked the mental health aspects and elements to this book. I thought they were handled well and it was nice to see, I don't want to say normalized, but it was nice to see it play a part in the story in a real way, I guess is how I'll put it. Anyway, the actual story within the book was good. Solid story, good storytelling, and it's a story that makes you think and reflect on mortality and how to live your best life, I feel like, which is always a good thing if you ask me. Um, which you kind of did. I mean, you're here listening to me jibber jabber on about this book, which is the same as flat out asking me what I think. So that's what I think. Books that make you think are always good books. I feel like that got away from me a little bit. Moving on. Uh, the pacing of this book. I feel like the pacing of this book was fine. Um, a little clarity of time would have helped me understand at what pace we were moving sometimes. By no means was it too slow or too fast or choppy or anything like that. It's just that all this stuff was happening. But since I rarely knew what year it was actually happening, I felt like when there 
uh, death day arrived, it was almost um, sudden. Knowing just when we were would have given the story a little more clarity and maybe even some intensity for me. But like I said, it moved well. I did feel it drag a tiny, tiny bit with certain characters, but overall I thought it was really nicely paced um, without a rushed feeling, nor was there any real lag. Just a teeny weeny bit. Um, and like I said, knowing um, if we had had the, the year mentioned about when things were happening, it, it would have just cleared things up for me a little bit. Um, but it wasn't enough for me to get angry over or anything like that. So hooray for the pacing. It moved well. For my own just thoughts and feelings and opinions, um, I'd say the story didn't have a super strong opening line, but did grab me within the first few pages. Um, however, the story sort of trickled downhill a little bit as it went along. It was strong at the beginning, then it was good, but not quite as good as the beginning. Then it took a little bit of a turn that didn't make much sense to me. And then the chunk at the end saved the book a little, but there was still a connection problem between the characters. I keep coming back to that because it really... I just... I didn't want that to be a thing. I think I liked the idea better than the story of what actually happened, unfortunately. Um, this idea of knowing the day you're going to die, whether you believe it or not, and then what do you do about it. In application, it didn't quite reach the potential I think it had in the book, but it wasn't a bad book by any means. Just didn't quite make it for me. The style of writing was clever and the story was solid. The ideas explored were good, but like I said, the actual execution and actual happenings weren't quite as good as the idea itself. Okay, so like I said, it didn't quite live up to its potential, but not at all is it a failure. Like, not at all. Still a good book. I liked how each sibling dealt with their own madness in their own way, knowing the day they were going to die. Like I said, I liked the representation of LGBTQ characters and mental health and a little bit of diversity. Um, the characters were strong. Some were stronger than others, although they were disconnected from each other to a degree. I liked the ending. I felt like I read a complete story and the end was satisfying and good. To sum up, pretty good story, disconnected characters, very interesting ideas explored. A three, maybe 3.5 stars, if I were to give it stars on Goodreads. And thus concludes my review of The Immortalists by Chloe Benjamin. Call in, comment, or social media me if you'd like to discuss the book further. Like I said, there's a link available in the show notes if you'd like to grab a copy of the book for your own personal library. If you're listening on Anchor, just clickety-click the link in the title. If you're on YouTube, all links are in the description below. Otherwise, you can find me at mediastrange.com slash kimherewithbooks. That's mediastrange, M-E-D-I-A-S-T-R-A-N-G-E dot com slash kimherewithbooks. That's going to do it for me, my book buddies. Until next time, read on. Read on.